This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Welcome. Uh, we're going to start with our great things like we do every day. So this morning I was doing some laundry and I remembered to check for chapstick in my husband and daughter's pockets. We have an obsession with chapstick. It's nonstop and I probably wash about one chapstick a month leading to at least one if not seven articles of clothing getting ruined with oil stains and I need to just google how to get it out but I've just been um, hanging my head in defeat and throwing said clothes away so this morning my great thing was stopping and checking and usually I'm doing so much laundry that I just can't even be present I'm just trying to like work through the cogs of doing laundry seriously and um this morning I kind of got back into a rhythm and I did one load of laundry which is the only load of laundry that needs to be done right now and it felt awesome but I also checked for the chapstick and that is my great accomplishment of the day and that's the beauty of the great thing. Not every day are you going to save the world with your great thing, but setting yourself up with intentionality around looking for a great thing every day that you accomplish is going to allow for more of your greatness to spread and grow. And that's why it's important. I don't care how significant or insignificant it seems, the beauty is in you looking for great things that you accomplish every day. Because greatness grows. If you make this a part of who you are, you will be great. And when people ask you the question, oh, how are you today? You respond every time, great. And then, Watch people's response to that. The first couple times that you say that, they're going to kind of be taken aback. It's so funny to watch, um, but they will. And pretty soon it'll just become the norm and you're just the great person, but that's just it. You're the great person. That's an important narrative to write about yourself. And you are 100% in control of that. So... Be great today. Recognize yourself. Take 10 to 15 seconds to call out something great that you accomplished. Yes, it can be finding chapstick in your husband's pockets before you wash it. I don't care what it is. The importance is the habit of looking for greatness in yourself. Got it? If you want fake bonus points that I am awarding every single day, Go ahead and give yourself two bonus points if you say it out loud. One more bonus point if you say it to someone. Please don't offend people with your greatness. If they're not on your level, they probably aren't going to get what you're talking about. So be careful with who you share it with. <laughs> That's the reality, folks. So this was kind of a milestone week for the Death of a Dream podcast, um, we reached our 100th episode, which is, and when I say we, I mean, you and me, we're together. If you think that this is just this gal sitting on a microphone, you wrong. Um, 
I can in real time see how many people are listening. And I started this instead of just one person listens, I'll be happy. And um, I have a pretty good group of listeners and you make this possible. I want to believe that even if no one was listening, I would keep going. Uh, but I think it would have been hard to keep up the ferocity and intensity. And so you good listeners are part of this becoming something. And when we make it big, folks, I'm about to remember all of you. I don't know who you are, but I will find you. And you will be able to say, I knew her when I listened to her <laughs> sometimes treacherous podcast. I mean, the episode on Girl Power Playlist, Lord help me. What was I thinking? Why would I do that? But I think that's the beauty of it. It's not all going to be perfect. And it's not all going to be great. But it's still here and it still lives and it's something that's beautiful and it's a journey that we're on together. So we launched the 100th um, episode and what an incredible thing. I mean, I can't even wrap my mind around how amazing that is. I see so many podcasts that celebrate this milestone and I just think, holy crap. Here we are, people, 100 episodes. It's not um, an easy feat to accomplish. That definitely takes a lot of consistency and focus and ferocity. And we all have that, yo. That's what this group is about. So since it's Milestone Week, I felt like I wanted to go back to where this idea kind of came from and hit those things. Um, and what grew this idea, what grew this kind of being that reached for hire, that did things according to her and not according to what the world says. And I want to walk you through some of those transformative exercises because they're pretty easy to replicate. And you know that if we're taking two days off, for the weekend, you're about to get some homework. Okay, I need you to continue. I'm not going to be in your ears for two days, people, but I need you to take and adopt some of these practices. And I know if you're in the craziness of uh, the holidays, it can be hard to add time for yourself, but wake up a little earlier one day. These exercises that I'm going to walk you through and talk you through really are going to take you about a half hour. Sometimes I lie because it's going to take you longer, but for the most part, it's probably going to take you about a half hour and it is hugely transformative. You will probably cry and that's why I'm saying I'm lying because it will probably take you longer. You'll have to get Kleenexes, you'll have to get up and kind of walk around and think through your headspace. I mean, it may be a little bit of a bigger movement than what I'm saying right now. So prepare yourself. But I'm saying, wake up a half hour earlier, give yourself that time, girl, get a glass of tea, cuddle up, turn on the Christmas lights, don't turn on any other lights, get your glass of tea or coffee or whatever, make it warm, make it fuzzy, make it beautiful, put on your fuzzy socks, put your hair all up in a crazy ass bun with a scrunchie, 
yes, the resurgence of the 90s is back, people, and I am here for it. My daughter is on the daily dressed in chokers, hair scrunchies, uh, all the things. Baggy clothes. I am about two seconds away from ordering her a pair of Doc Martin boots that I would have died for in my middle school years. Okay, you just need to know that the 90s are on a resurgence. It's not even that far removed, but here we are coming back. Actually, that is what resurgence means. And yesterday I said to myself, make sure that you say resurgence on your podcast because that is a cool ass word. So then I looked up the definitions and the definition is, I can't remember it exactly, but something about something coming back uh, after it hasn't been gone for all that long or it wasn't even that big of a fad. So the 90s are back and this gal right here is here for it. I also would like to get myself a pair of yellow Doc Martin boots. I don't know that I would ever wear them, but in my mind, that would be the coolest shit that ever happened to me. So you should be here for it and I should too, but I probably won't get them. But in my head, that's who I'm going to be. So <laughs> I don't even know how we got there, <laughs> but the 90s are sick. So we're going to walk through some of the exercises that I took and then some of the really big influences that led me to this space. And if you've heard me talk about um, the RISE conference with Rachel Hollis, that movement really kind of put all of this into play. So the year that I turned 30, as most of us do, I uh, went into this headspace of like, uh, hold on. So like, this is real adult stuff now. Like, like really you're an adult. Okay. Really? You're here. This is what it is. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is what it is. This is who I am. This is how you do this. You just like, you're just like an adult. It just happens. And then you just like live your life. I am confused. So when I turned 30, all of a sudden I went on like this life quest of who are you? Who do you want to be? I read more books than I can even count in my head. Uh, and all of that momentum and all of those things and all of that knowledge transfer that I got, I still felt wildly lost. Wildly. Okay. Insanely. And I had been trying to discover more about myself than I ever had in my life. And I still felt lost and angry and almost more angry than even before. Like, really? This is it. Y'all. I'm not here for this kind of thing. And one of my friends <laughs> said, hey, we should go to this conference. And I said, okay. Yeah, I've read a, I, I have the Rachel Hollis book. I haven't read it yet, surprisingly, because I've read every other book. Uh, but okay, I can be here for it. Seems like a fun thing. I don't know. I'll go. So bought tickets. I mean, luckily she was more amped up than me because I would have never bought tickets and it sold out like faster than anything has ever sold out in its life. I don't know because I don't buy that many tickets for events, but sold out quickly. Okay. Um, so... She pushed me to go to that. We went to that conference and for about a day, I sat there even more 
angry than I was before I even got there. And that anger looked like a lot of me being wildly angry that she gets to do this sort of thing and she's saying all the same stuff that I say in my head every day and why the did I even spend this much money to come learn from her? I already know all of this. Dumb. Right? And I'm like fake jumping and dancing and I'm all into it. It's great. Good job. You're amazing. Uh, <laughs> and then I had a wake up moment. And all of a sudden, everything that I had been fighting for all the days leading up to that started to actually speak to me. And I don't remember the exact moment or what even was being said, but I started to write with ferocity. And I am not a note taker, everyone. I just want you to know that. Uh, I can't and shan't write and take things in. It just isn't who I am. And no, that doesn't mean that I'm bad at things. It just means that's the way that I take information in. And we're all different. Okay. Uh, and I remember writing this one thing. And I'm trying to find it in my notebook. I have my actual notebooks from the conference pulled out so I can reference them. And there are a lot of pages that just aren't filled out at all because I don't write things down. It's not in who I am. Um, you can hear me flipping pages. Welcome to this very amazing podcast where we do a lot of editing and planning before time. Uh, so the only thing that I remember writing, all I'm trying to find is what it was in response to, and I can't. But at some point in this book, I just wrote, I make my life happen. It does not just happen to me. Uh, and right when I wrote that, I felt this huge relief of like, yeah, girl, why are you holding yourself back according to everyone else's opinion of who you are? Or not even other people's opinions, just people's agendas or people don't even care that you exist or you do anything, yo. Like, girl, get a life. They don't care, okay? So for a long time, I was just like, you can't, you can't, you can't. Here's why you can't. Here's why you can't. Whatever it is, like voice in head, there's got to be a normal process to getting what you want out of life. And that looks like following and falling into just becoming exactly what everyone wants you to be. You don't have a say, little missy. It will be said to you and you will act. And all this time, I'm trying to convince myself of this fact. And I can't help but continue to hear the voice in my head that's saying, just change lives, change lives, change lives. And I'm like, no, ignore that. That's nothing. Just quiet. Shh. What are you doing? Stop talking to me. Okay. And I try to like bury it. And then I'd be like, okay, I know I hear you. Don't you see me? I'm like coaching and that's kind of changing people's lives. And I'd like try to write a prophecy around what fit into who I was, where I was and what I was doing. And that voice kept coming back. 
And hopefully you're not just thinking that I'm insane. Hopefully you're like, yep, I have the same one. And I can't even explain it. But every time that I would get to like a impact or movement point, it would play louder. And it would be like, hey, sister, if you're not going to listen to us, we're going to get so loud that you can't even see straight. So you best start listening up. Change people's lives. That is on your agenda. You can't avoid it. Stop trying. Stop trying and stop not moving forward in this place. We will guide you where you need to be with this work. We will. Whoever that is. Higher being. Whoever. I don't know. Whoever you believe that person is or what that purpose is, that's great. For me, it's a constant voice. When I'm avoiding it, when I'm not trying to hear it, when I know that it's pushing me in a different direction and I'm like, no, this one's safer, just let me go here, it, it yells. And it will guide me, this voice. And it doesn't always mean that I get it right. It just means sometimes there's a lesson to be learned there. No matter how long or short, there's something that I needed to pick up from that experience. And my voice always guides me past that point. Always moves me to a new direction when necessary. So whatever that voice is, and for a long time, I just tried to cover mine up and get rid of it and just say, no, that's not for me. I can't. I won't. I don't. I shan't. Can't. Not me. Keep going, voice. Find somebody else. Right? You already found somebody. Somebody's already doing this work. I can't do it. And every time I would say that, voice would be like, uh, girl, we're going to keep helping you find this. This is what you're called to do. Okay. We're going to put you in this place. You got it. You can try avoiding us, but we're going to keep guiding you there. And the more that I would avoid it, the more anxious and unnerving I would feel in every situation that I was in. And so for a long time, I did a good job avoiding it. Then when I started to go down the path of discovery, uh, it hurt even worse to try to make the things I was already doing and comfortable doing fit that mold. Right? And I had to break out of that comfort zone. And more than anything, I had to acknowledge that I deserved presence here. Chasing things that I wanted to chase. Yeah, soak that in. Big one. So once I acknowledge that I should be here, that there isn't some unwritten code that I don't have the answer to, once I started taking steps in that direction, that really is what led me into just starting to do this work on whatever terms made sense for me. And I did a whole lot of research because that's the kind of dream chaser I am. Got it. And of all of that research and all of the people and places and things that will tell you to do this and not that and, and take this masterclass and learn this. And of all the things that were out there, I realized that there's not one given way. That may have been successful for them because that's what they found passion in. Right? 
It may not be successful for you and you can't just sign up for things that don't make sense. And so when I was taking in all this information, I'm like, well, I don't have this. Well, I don't do that. Well, I guess I could do that. But then anytime that those led me down stress holes, I'd be like, no, I can't. Right? And trying to adopt something that doesn't fit for you isn't always going to work. And so... Don't just lend yourself to what worked for other people. Make sure that it's true to you and true to what you want to do. And yes, that is the most important factor here. Got it? So one of the most transformative practices I felt was this letter to your persistence. And I have this in my book, and it is one of the few places that I actually wrote here. And I'm going to read you my letter, and I'm going to try not to cry, and I'm already choking up, but I think it's because I have something in my eye, uh, and I don't think that I'm actually going to cry, but just even saying that made me choke up a little bit. So I'm going to try to get through this, but this really was a transformative practice, and I hope that you can do this this weekend. Take some time and tissues. (laughs) So you start with dear whoever you are, dear Hannah. And this is the prompt. I am your persistence. I am the part of you that never gave up. And this is what I want you to know. So you're going to write a letter to your persistence. Okay, that person who never stops. That's who you're writing this to right? And we all have persistence. And it's so important to call that out. Because before I wrote this letter, it was like, I just thought that I failed a lot, that I didn't understand adulting, that I really didn't have a good grasp on even what I was called here to do on this world, that no matter what, it's just up to someone else. And I really wasn't acknowledging all of the beautiful gifts in my life that I had been given. And one of those things is my persistence. But I had been worked into a place for so many years of failure that I didn't even remember what a freaking rock star I was. So writing this letter really helped me to call those things out and recollect there. That didn't make sense, but here we are. So, dear Hannah, I am your persistence. I am the part of you that never gave up, and this is what I want you to know. This is the part that I wrote. You are so strong and smart. You have never once given up, and you have always found a way. You cannot and will not be stopped, just like you never have before. You are the person you have always dreamed of. People and challenges have been put in front of you with purpose to show you your purpose. Your purpose is what it has always been. You have what it takes. You always have. You never stopped and you never will. You make your life happen. No one else does. From here on out, I promise to... Stop attacking my, attaching myself to someone else's agenda for my life. And then you end with, it's time to claim who you want to be. And I wrote, you have to be able to see your future like a movie in your mind. 
because I always have had that gift. I've always seen it. And for the longest time, I would just like bury it. Like, no, that's just a, whoa, that was a crazy dream. No, it's not a crazy dream. The crazier thing is I actually see things before they happen. That doesn't make me some sort of crazy witch doctor. I think a lot of us have this gift. Um, <laughs> but I see things before they happen and they happen and I'll be in that moment and I will be kind of like, oh, yeah, I saw this coming, right? And generally it's about six months before, um, but I have always been able to see things so clearly. And for the longest time, I would just like bury it and be like, no, sister, that's not you. Okay, that's for someone else. You don't have all the things that you need. Uh, but after I wrote that letter to myself, it really made me realize that all of the gifts that I've had that even led me to this place of failure, because bottom line, you are going to fail. Stop thinking that it's going to be this perfect road of happiness. It's not going to. And I had failed at the very first thing that I set out to do. That's what this entire podcast is based on is the death of my first dream, right? And I had I had realized that I failed at that first and only dream that I had for my life at around 19. And that first failure felt like, yeah, you just aren't allowed to have a say. And so from 19 on, I had set myself up to have my life assigned to me by higher powers to not really stand up and live for myself, to sit back and let people decide what that was going to look like for me. Because I'm not strong enough to make that decision for myself. And I definitely don't know enough to even know what I want. Right? And after I wrote this letter, it kind of refreshed that power button for me of, oh no, 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 you have this. You have everything you always have. Why are you ignoring that fact? You are who you're supposed to be. You are where you are supposed to be. Stop looking. Stop hunting. Stop spending time on things that are never going to lead you where you want to go because you're letting people lead you. You make your life happen. You are in control of it. And after I wrote that letter, what I had written prior to that letter was that I make my life happen. It does not just happen to me. And after I wrote that letter, I realized that the power that's in me always has been and always will be. And that one failure set me up for a life of shortness, for a life of little. And this girl right here talking to you every day is anything but.
And it doesn't have to be based on your dream dying or the last time that you failed. Your entire life is going to be failures. And I always say that we don't lose, we learn. And that is the truest fact that exists. Losses and failures are set there in your life to teach you. And you can either learn from that moment, learn from that loss, or you can fall. And I don't fault you for falling, just like I don't fault myself for falling based on all of the information that I had right in that moment. But this podcast exists because You don't have to stop dreaming. You don't have to stop having a say because you won or lost. You can learn, you can grow, you can thrive. And more importantly, you have all of the gifts that you need to go chase down any dream that you have. And I don't care if the first dream that you dreamt you failed at, that's even better. Right? That's better. Now you need know how to come back with resistance. Now you know that chip on your shoulder, that that last loss is going to be the last time that you do that. Or you lose again and you know even more than you did before. And you keep going. Persistence is going to be the key. And that's why writing this letter to yourself about your persistence really is going to be such a transformative exercise for you. Because it's going to remind you and hopefully like it did for me, it's going to refresh and re-energize you and who you have always been. I want you to recover from the death of your dream and become reborn here with us. This is a journey. We are here together. You found this however you found it, but you were meant to find this and be a part of this movement. And I thank you for being here with me on this journey.